Wars and the Rumors of Wars. It's the Great Reset on Grand Fork's Best Source. David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition back in the studio on our show today. Brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Well, once again, the Great Reset uh, will not be on Facebook or YouTube today. Uh, but if you want to listen live, go to the gfbestsource.com. It's gfbestsource.com. You click listen now. It's live. If you want to chat, click the Twitch link in the upper left corner. And we are now on Rumble, too. Uh, that, by the way, is posted on the GFBS Facebook page. Uh, as uh, If you want to, again, our number is 701-213-0863. And again, you heard the disclaimer there. Uh, before we get rolling, though, it's time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go, Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Uh, some people think the COVID-19 vaccine will modify their DNA. Well, some people should probably see this as an opportunity. <laughs> I got the thumb up for Dale. Uh, and release the vaccine in vape form. I tell you what, I promise you, no one's going to ask what's in it if you put it in a vape form. Um, all right, a couple of things I've got to talk about. Uh, first off, let's see here. Uh, Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe. Do you hear his quote? It's uh, Black History Month. In fact, today is the last day of Black History Month. Uh, his quote, <laughs> the guy's a dumbass. I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. That's what Joe Biden said. Uh, he also recently referred to Maryland Governor Wes Moore, who is black, called him boy. Hey, boy. Uh, way to go, Joe. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, by the way, Joe Biden's approval rating as of yesterday, 43%. Uh, a couple of local stories. Well, a little bit more local. Um, let's see here. What am I going to go through first? Uh, Bill clarifying how school districts should accommodate transgender students. Passed by the North Dakota House on Wednesday. Uh, Republican Representative Brandon Pritchard was the bill carrier, and he called it a bill to protect women in restrooms. Now, a transgender student must receive a restroom accommodation so that the student does not use a restroom that conflicts with the biological sex of that student. Bill also clarifies that no student may enter a restroom which conflicts with the student's biological sex. Now, Democrat uh, Representative Gretchen Dobervich, who, boy, she voted against the bill. She countered all of these bills targeting transgender students under the guise of protecting girls and women are an insult to women who have been victims of sexual assault who are not assaulted in bathrooms by trans students. Come on, Gretchen, give me a freaking break. She continues, it'd be nice to have some real legislation that actually protects women and girls from sexual assaults instead of putting it on the backs of trans students when we're not seeing that happen in our communities in North Dakota. Again, come on, Gretchen. Uh, the bill also says school districts may not adopt policies requiring or prohibiting anyone from using a student's preferred gender pronoun. Any violation of the bill would subject the school district to civil action. Uh, the bill did pass 73 to 19. It advances to the Senate. And uh, here's another one now from Minnesota. This one just gets me, but it doesn't surprise me with Governor Walls. State uh, or the Senate approved in a 34-31 vote a bill that would allow undocumented immigrants to get 
a state driver's license. So Minnesota's do it. Uh, this includes law enforcement officials, clergy members, business groups, and immigrant rights groups who say it will boost public safety by keeping roads safe and help the state's economy by ensuring people can get to work. Opponents have concern about the action opening the lack of safeguards to protect people without legal status from voting and enrolling in state programs. Uh, they want the licenses for undocumented immigrants to be distinguishable from other driver's licenses, which at least they should do that. Now, the Minnesota House already passed both bills, but the Senate made technical changes to the driver's license bill, meaning the House chamber will need to give it the okay once more. And uh, before we get done here, uh, I've got one more story for you, and I'm going to title this, We Were Right. The Great Reset was right about the lab leak. We were right about natural immunity. We were right about masks, lockdowns, vaccines, boosters. We were right about faking COVID numbers, deadly hospital protocols, ivermectin. The Great Reset was right about evil Dr. Fauci. Um, the evil World Health Organization. CDC. Yeah, being a world power grab. Uh, and guess who was wrong about everything? The government trust the science sheep. They were the ones that was wrong about everything. But don't forget CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS. I know, and- I didn't have that much time. <laughs> David Waterman, how are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? Good, good, good. Great to be here. Good to have Always. you back. Thank you. Paul, Always. the producer's in, too. How are you doing? I'm good. Oh, oh hold on. Try that again. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Too many switches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, really quickly, before we, you guys get jumping off, um, I, I'm curious about that driver's license thing, mm-hmm. because I think it, it could be really a great idea. But at first, I got a couple of questions. So if you're an undocumented immigrant, that means you're here illegally, correct? Well, right. That's, yes. what I, that's, that's how right. I take it. Yeah. And, and then if you're undocumented and they're going to get a driver's license, <laughs> how do they know what their name is? <laughs> do, you, do you know who the governor of Minnesota is? I mean, like, I would like a I would like a driver's license, please. Uh, your name? Uh, yeah. Josh Johnson. <laughs> I'm Norwegian. Yeah, I was born on January first. Oh yeah, not yeah. So an undocumented fake ID. I wonder how that's going to go oh, about. Yeah, beautiful. But yeah. but the thing, the reason I think that it could be a great idea, though. Is you get all these undocumented people to go get their driver's license, and then as soon as they go in the building, you uh, take them out the back door and put them in a van and bring them back to their country. <laughs> <laughs> I will applaud that. That's good. Yeah. I like that. I know. I, very good. Boy, I tell you but what. But you know what? But see, look, the, the, isn't that just common sense? I mean, isn't it common sense that that's a stupid idea? Yeah. It is, it, and it's to the point. It's our 80th Muhammad Muhammad in here today. Yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm guessing they got paid to go get that driver's license, too. Wow, so, um, so what do you need in, in, in Minnesota to vote? I don't think you need anything oh, anymore. Oh, you don't. So you don't even need a driver's license. I, I don't think so. Um, but let's say that those evil, nasty, hateful Republicans managed to squeeze through a bill that requires a driver's license. Now all the... Illegal aliens will be able to still vote, right? Right. Which I think is the goal to and not of just to vote, but is. also to gain access to all kinds of. Yeah. You know, it, it it still boggles my mind that people think that this is compassion and not a complete destruction of our country and our system. Uh, I mean, doling out money to people who are not only not not only not Americans, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are criminals. Yeah. 
They come over from uh, from other countries, and yet we have real needs here mm-hmm. in the United States mm-hmm. that are going completely ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, well, who thinks that that's a good idea? I, I really don't understand it. I am, um, you know, there's a there's a for example. Sorry, go ahead. I had a conversation a couple of years ago, um, and he was from across the pond. Um, he was Somalian, and um, he was complaining to me that he was probably going to go back. And I said, well, what do you do? He says, I've got a job. I drive. He had a good job. I mean, he went to work. Sounded like he went to work every day. In Somalia or here? It Here. He had a good job here. In Grand Uh Forks. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what's your problem then? All that stupid, you know what? She's going to make me pay child support because I have four kids. And I'm like, so, okay, you're going to abandon her and leave. I'm thinking about it. I said, what are you going to do over there? Are you going to be a farmer or are you going to be a pirate? (laughs) He didn't like either one of those, but um, so then I basically just said, you know what, you should probably leave. <laughs> I mean, leave this building. Uh, probably should leave right now. Yeah. And he turned around and left. But I mean, come on. Not only is he making them look bad, he's making all men look bad, and, and I don't know. And now I'm I'm to the point. I love Minnesota. It's my home state. Born and raised. Spent the majority of my life there. It's getting to the point now I don't even like to tell people I'm from Minnesota because it's almost embarrassing. It is, yeah. Uh, you know, because people that know, don't know much about Minnesota don't realize it should be two states. It really should. Yeah. Um, it should be a north half and a south half. Um, I don't care what the hell you call us. You can call us, you know, eastern North Dakota or whatever. <laughs> I don't care. But um, could basing the whole state on just that small area. In yeah, the actually, cities. I think that would be good, Eastern North Dakota. Well, I, I don't care. It, it doesn't matter. I was going to say Southern Manitoba, but I don't want to take it that far. <laughs> that might not be good. Where do you live? Southern Manitoba. Or how about cool. just East Dakota? We could do that, too. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But we need I to like do that. something. Yeah. Uh, we need to get rid of the southern part of the state. We'll even keep Duluth on our half. We can deal with those guys, You know, I think. Another um, uh, totally off topic there, but another thing that um, I didn't see was mentioned in your notes which I think is pretty big news, <clears throat> since Nancy Pelosi is out, the evil witch that she was. Um, we got the new, uh, what, Secretary of uh, State? No. House Speaker. House Speaker, House Speaker yeah. yeah. Um, who said, yeah, Tucker, you can have all of the footage from the January 6th yeah. in- insurrection. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it looks like uh, the FBI were the ones that were – inciting people to violence. Sure, sure. Of course. Yeah. No, right. So it's interesting that you mentioned that. I just had a conversation with a gentleman yesterday uh, from Chicago. I mean, he's in he still lives in Chicago and he was saying, "Yeah, I voted for Trump once, but I'm not voting for him again. No way. He was a he why? Well, that whole January 6th insurrection thing, you know, he didn't stop it. He could have said something. He should have I said, what, what, what are you talking about? He wasn't even there. He was 30 minutes away. Well, he should have gone on. He could have gone on national TV and told him to stop. I said, you know what? I've looked at footage of the guys that were breaking in. None of them were looking at television. They weren't watching television as they're smashing windows oh. and, and pushing through. He said, uh, oh, I'm sure they all have their cell phones on and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, Really? Is that really what you think? So let's just think about it. I said, so how would he go on TV? Oh, he's got access to all four networks. He's the president of the United States. Actually, it doesn't really work that way. No. Actually, he was kicked off Twitter. He was kicked yeah. off. He was, <laughs> We're not Russia. He, he was kicked off Twitter. And he, so what's he going to do? There's this, he hears about these 
because the people that broke in were criminals. Mm. They weren't the people that went there to protest sure. against the false election victory of Joe mm-hmm. Biden. Mm-hmm. These are people that love America. They love our capital. Yes. And people like Ashley Babbitt, for example, you know, he's, I said, what about Ashley Babbitt? This woman is shot in cold blood by mm-hmm. a, a cop who's not even being charged. Well, that's, uh, that's her fault. She shouldn't have been climbing through that window. I said, she wasn't climbing through a window. <laughs> She was standing there yelling at the guy that's trying to break the window, saying, stop it, stop it. Somebody stop him. She was trying to prevent mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. damage from being done. Well, that's just collateral damage. I said, wait, 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 wait. No. She's there. She wasn't there illegally. She was there trying to exercise her rights mm-hmm. as an American citizen, which she has every right, right. to do. And she gets shot by a cop who's now not being held to any account for his illegal yeah. actions. In cold blood, she had no weapon. She posed no threat to him. I asked this guy, do you know why police officers carry firearms? Do you know why they carry guns? He said, well, no, oh, you tell me. <clears throat> and I like this guy. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a nice guy. I said, I know this because I've talked to one. I asked him, why do you guys? He said, you know why we carry guns? Well, you tell me. He said, to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sure. So that's we don't carry guns for you. Yeah. We don't carry a gun to protect you. Mm-hmm. We carry a gun to defend ourselves. Yeah. That's why. So that cop who was not being threatened by anyone, especially that woman, took it upon himself to pull out his pistol and shoot her. Yeah. From a distance. He. That's completely. That's that's called illegal. Yeah. Behavior. And, and you know my message to people like that, even if you like them or not. Don't argue with me if you don't know what you're talking about. I will debate and argue with you all night and day long, but you better have your facts straight. You better know what you're talking about. Don't be pulling crap out of your lower extremities. Know what you're talking about before you bring something up because guys like you are going to shut them down in a heartbeat. Well, I asked him, where do you get your information? I said, what's your source of information? He never really would answer that. He just said, President Trump blew yeah, it. He was they never knew. watch. <laughs> yeah. He should have said something. He should have said, okay, so let's just think about this for a minute. People start doing damage in the, in the Capitol. Yeah, egged on by the FBI. Or by other bad actors, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they went there for. Yeah, yeah. They went there, and I told them, I said, look, you know the way that this works the red team, the blue team. You want to make the other team look bad. You put their colors on, and then you go, yep. you do bad things, so people think it's them. Mm-hmm. I said, that's one of the oldest tricks in the book. Not only was that happening, but we have proof that that was happening. But he didn't care. President Trump should have gone on national television and told them to stop. So let's think about this for a minute. <laughs> President Trump's 30 minutes away. Or you're grounded. Yeah. He he calls up his buddies at what CNN, ABC, yep. NBC, but he says, "Hey, you guys, I want to do a press conference right now. Get the camera crews out here." Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like they're gonna. Let's say they say, "All right, Mr. President, we'll do it." Where are you? Uh, I'm at this location. Okay, yeah, we'll have someone there in uh, uh, about 45 minutes. Okay, then they get there. Then they got to get set up. Then the president has to look into the camera and say something. Mm -hmm. Takes 45 minutes to get there, another 10 minutes to get set up. Now he starts talking. In the meantime, people are throwing things at windows and trying to smash Mm -hmm. their way in. who's, Who's watching him on television at that point? Right. I mean, does anybody with 
any kind of reasonable concept of how reality works think that if he were even to do that, let's say he could get instant access. Hey, stop, stop. How, most of the people that were there were telling the writers to stop what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that he actually made a statement too, telling them to be peaceful and. Oh, and you're right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But guess who went on television after the fact and said President Trump should have said something to them, those people, and told them to stand down and stop what they were doing? Mike Pence said that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, good job, Mikey. Way to go, Mike. Yeah. You know, I trust that guy about as far as I could throw him, yeah. which is too bad because I used to like Mike Pence. I, I used too. to think he was a decent mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. But he's been caught in so many lies and deceptions since President Trump was illegally booted out of uh, the White House. Yeah. Um, I love him in that comic book with the uh, the other little kid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the yeah. other little kid. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about? I, I, I think I do. Yeah. Um I'm not going to be able to. Yeah, so, so, he looks just like a comic book character from yeah, the, I know who like you're, the yep. 60s or something. So, um, so the problem is that there are people who are intelligent who even call them. I mean, this guy that I'm talking, he said, "Hey, I'm a flag waver." I mean, he said, "I'm," yep. but I he said, "I don't vote Republican or Democrat. I vote for the individual." I said, "Well, okay, that's fine, but you know, you still want to be thinking about what they stand for. You know, uh-huh. what principles they think are important." Anyway. Uh, it was fr- he finally said, "Well, you know, I got to go, and we got to just." Uh, it was a spirited debate. I said, "Yeah, but you're 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 smarter than you're acting." Right, right. That's what really that burns me to hear people who have the intellect to think about what they're saying and they don't do it. They just repeat what they've heard on what whatever network you're watching. So okay. a buddy of mine, so, he would send me all these memes, and they were just hilarious. And it was the Adventures of Mike Pence, but um, so he's uh. The guy that put it together, he has him as um, Mike. What is it? Race Bannon. Oh, from that's, that's <laughs> from, from, from Johnny Quest. From Johnny Quest. Yeah, Johnny oh, Quest. Yeah. My favorite cartoon <laughs> so, ever. Growing I love up, that cartoon. Yeah. But Doctor <laughs> so, Benton. Yep. They actually they, they, those, <laughs> those characters actually blinked. Oh yeah, Remember that? Yeah, they, they were way ahead. They, they had the fastest boats. They had oh, the coolest man. looking flying stuff. These guys, they rocked. Yeah, Johnny so, Quest. Yeah, yeah they Bannon. have all these. Little, Clips yeah. of Mike Pence going on a mission with <laughs> <laughs> Race Bannon. Funny. That is that actually he does kind of look like Race Bannon. Kind of, he kind of does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Boy, not as Bannon. cool though. Yeah. Um, you know, I when you're talking about comics and things like that, did you hear about uh, the creator of Dilbert? Since you guys were making so much fun of me uh, on that one show, mm-hmm. uh, he got in trouble. There's no more Dilbert, I don't believe, that's been pulled. He made some racist comment about something, and everybody's pulling his comic off. He they, made uh, a racist comment. Something like that. I didn't catch the whole story. I know he has been pretty much fired, I believe, from every publication that he was in. So um, I'll have to look more into it. I, I don't think know. just recognizing that someone is a different color is a racist comment these days, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what he well, said. Well, when are we going to start being, when they talk about... Us, when, are, when is that going to be racist? Because we're pretty much turning into the minority, I believe. Anything you say if you're a white man is racist, yep. automatically. Pretty much. You know, what would well, happen? Did you see that video of that kid putting the school board on blast about um, the basically like the equity training going on? Oh, yeah, this kid's gone viral right now. But, is he the one that did the mic drop when he was done? I don't know. I don't think he did okay. the mic drop. But, yeah, I mean, he just basically said that like the president or the, what you, yeah, the school president. Yeah, like superintendent, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was um, t- t- like talking about, you know, all this 
uh, CRT nonsense and everything. And the kid was like, the only race he didn't mention was the one of my skin color. Mm-hmm. And he just went off about everything about how incredibly racist it is and, and what they're doing in the schools. Wow. Which, this- they, which they aren't supposed to be teaching, but they are. But they are. Of yeah. course they are. And they, but you know what? Here's the thing. If you're a communist... Lying is just part of your normal, everyday mm-hmm. routine. Yeah. How can I you mean, tell if he's lying every time his lips move? His, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, so, but I mean, that's really true. And so these people, so that's all these school board officials and school, you know, uh, administration uh, people are saying. They're, they're just lying. They're, they're doing it, but they're saying that they're not doing it. But because they say they're not doing it, people are going to somehow believe them. It's, <laughs> it's, it's weird. So... Uh, yeah, Mike Pence has got to go. I hope he runs for, for president because uh, it's going to be, I think, humiliating to him. Oh, uh, when he finds yeah, out I how agree. Many people uh, don't want him. Anyway, I shouldn't say that, but I really, I, I, I really do not respect that man. Okay, so um, before I get to what I really uh, wanted to uh, talk about today, I want to just quickly wrap up the whole uh, the whole nine eleven thing with uh, with with some some information about this. There, there's a panel. I think these are 28 members of this consensus panel that has been studying 9-11 and, and, and really working on it for a long time. There are guys like Dr. Robert, I'm not going to read them all, Dr. Robert uh, Bauman, who was the, uh, he, he died in 2013, but he did a lot of work on this. Former head of the United uh, Department of Aeronautical Engineering at the U.S. Air Force Department of Technology, Director of Advanced Space Programs, uh, David S. Chandler, He's got a BS in IPS, physics uh, and engineering, Harvard, uh, Harvey Mudd College, MS in mathematics, uh, California Polytechnic University. Uh, in 2008, he played a major role in forcing NIST to concede that World Trade Center 7, that's the one that we mm-hmm. talked about, right? Mm-hmm. That World Trade Center 7 experienced a significant period of freefall. He forced them. They finally admitted, NIST finally admitted, uh, yeah, it did free fall for a significant period of its mm-hmm. collapse, right? Which, but, but you, as we all know, the laws of physics were suspended on 9-11, and they just... Mm-hmm. Uh, Giulietto uh, Chiesa, uh, Italian journalist serving 19 years as a uh, Fargo correspondent. Jonathan Cole, graduated in 1979, more than 20 years in civil engineering, construction management, including... Building, bridge, utility, and infrastructure design. He's a professional civil engineer. Uh, Dwayne Dietz, former director for research engineering at aerospace projects at NASA. Dryden Flight Research Center received the NASA Exceptional Service Award and inclusion in Who's Who in Science and Engineering. Dr. Daniel Ganser. These are not lightweights. Right, right. These are guys who really know their stuff. They know what they're doing. One of them was Commander Ralph Colstead, a retired U.S. Navy fighter pilot. 27 years was an airline pilot for two major carriers with 23,000 hours of total flight time. These are people that know what they're talking about. And one of the reports that they released was, was this one. They're, they're all from the, the 9-11 Best Evidence Panel. And this one, this is point TT-9, the claim, the claim of widespread infernos in the South Tower. You know, the, the claim, the NIST report said that, that the towers collapsed because of these intense fires mm-hmm. inside, right? Mm-hmm. Even though no steel skyscraper has ever collapsed from fire, even though they've, some of them burned for, for days, yep. much, much longer than either Tower 1, Tower 2, 
or World Trade Center 7. <clears throat> Here's the background. The importance of the consensus point is that a fire department of New York radio report um, re- unmistakably refutes the claim that there were widespread fires in World Trade Center 2, that's the South Tower, the morning of 9-11. The official story claiming the vast extent of fires in the South Tower has been told without taking into account radio reports from firefighters ascending the building, which had been struck at approximately 9.03 a.m. Okay, so just to make that clear, this official NIST report talked about these blazing fires inside the South Tower. But they didn't examine any of the radio transcripts of the radio communication of firefighters Mm -hmm. who were literally inside the building. They were inside the building looking at the fires because guess what? That's their job. Right. right? They're firefighters. An examination of a transcript of a 78-minute radio recording, which was found in World Trade Center 5 and publicly reported in November 2002, shows that the firefighters in the South Tower could be heard speaking over their radios while ascending to and arriving at the 78th floor using various stairways until the building collapsed at 9.59 a.m. So they were inside the yep. building when it collapsed. <clears throat> but they made it all the way to the 78th floor, and, they were, and they were, they're talking about what they saw. The transcript undermines the official claims that the floors in the vicinity of the airplane strike were all, quote, infernos, and that the fires were of such a nature as to initiate the collapse of the building. Official account, the 9-11 Commission report stated that, quote, from approximately 9-21 on the ascending battalion chief, the ascending battalion chief was unable to reach the South Tower lobby command post because the senior chief of the lobby had ceased to communicate on repeater channel 7. Two, National Institutes of Standards and Technology, that's NIST, reported on September 11, 2001, jet fuel ignited fires quickly spread over most of the 40,000 square feet on several floors in each tower. This created infernos that could not have been suppressed even by an undamaged sprinkler system. Okay, that's the official statement. Here's the best evidence. The claims about the South Tower are negated by two types of evidence. One, regarding the claim of the fire uh, breakdown in fire communications, on August 4th, the New York Times reported 20 months before the 9-11 Commission published its findings that a 78-minute radio tape of FDNY firefighters ascending to the 78th floor of the building had been found but not released to the public. <gasps> we don't want to release that. It might give people the idea that the NIST report was actually fraudulent. On November 2nd, 2002, New York Times article by Jim Dwyer and Kevin Flynn reported about the tape's release, including a transcript containing the following segment. So this is directly from that radio tape that they found. Okay, 9.25 a.m., ladder 15 irons. Quote, just got a report from the director of Morgan Stanley. 78 seems to have taken the brunt of this stuff. There's a lot of bodies. They say the stairway is clear, uh, is clear all the way up uh, it's clear all the way up, though. Battalion Chief, uh, n- number n- Battalion ch- 9 Chief, what stairway are you in, Oreo? The center building of, uh, the center of the building? Boy, boy. 948, ladder 15. What do you got up there, Chief? Battalion 7 Chief. I'm still in, I'm still in, boy, that's B. I'm still in, boy, 7th floor. No smoke or fire problems. Walls are breached, so be careful. No smoke or fire problems. 
9.52 a.m., Battalion Chief, Battalion 7 Chief. Battalion 7, Ladder 15, we've got two isolated, pocket, two isolated pockets of fire. We should be able to knock it down with two lines. Radio that, 78th floor, numerous 1045 code ones. Does That means to people deceased. Ladder 15, Chief, what stair are you in? Battalion Chief, Battalion 7 Chief, quote, South Stairway Adam, that's Stairway A, South Tower, Ladder 15. Floor 78, Battalion Chief. 10-4, numerous civilians. We're going to need two, two engines up here. Ladder 15. All right, 10-4, we're on our way. Battalion Chief 7. I'm going to need two of your firefighters, Adam Stairway, uh, Stairway, to knock down two fires. We have a house line stretch. We could use some water on it. Knock down K. All right, 10-4, we're coming up the stairs. We're on, 70, we're on 77 now in B stair. I'll be right to you. Ladder 15 roof. 15 roof to 15. We're on 71. We're coming right up. Battalion 7 Operations Tower 1. Battalion 7 Operations Tower 1 to Battalion 9. Need you on floor 79. We have access to stairs going up to 79, okay? All right. On my way up, Oreo. It, it continues. The blazing infernos didn't exist. These men were on those floors looking at the fires, evaluating them. They said, we got a couple of small fires here. We got some hoses. We got to put them out. Got to get water in the hoses. Put these out. And then the buildings collapsed. So, in a nutshell, who do you think is responsible for the World Trade Center buildings collapsing? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, the evidence you've got is, is great evidence, but um, what the heck? You know, it, it, it united the United States, but did we start it? I mean, you uh, know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the United States banded together after that. They did. And, and, and what else did we do? Operation Desert Storm. Yep. Yep. We 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 blasted the daylights out of Iraq, didn't mm-hmm. we? Over mm-hmm. Even though Saddam Hussein never he never claimed responsibility. Ah, you needed to be that. blasted. <laughs> well, everybody but said were, that it was because Bush wanted the oil. But there were there were other things. There were other th- yeah, and I I don't think that we even have the whole picture. I don't mm-hmm. think we have the whole story. I mean, they they're going to lie about killing four thousand Americans. What else are they going right. to lie about? So. Um, so there was the war in Iraq following this attack. It also did a great deal of damage to uh, the American, um, the image of America yeah. around the world because the Twin Towers were actually a symbol of strength. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they represented something to the world, and now they're down. So it's like burning the American flag, right, in a big way. Sure. Uh, New York being the center of commerce in the United States – um, it was a major deal. There was also another thing, and I don't want to get into this uh, because we, I, I really do want to move on, but World Trade Center 7, the Solomon Brothers building that mm-hmm. went down, housed all the, all the documents uh, relating to Enron and the whole Enron scandal. Sure. So they all disappeared. I mean, they're gone, gone forever. Mm-hmm. How many people got off the hook? How many yeah. people did some really bad stuff? I mean, there's, there's, there are stacks of information about insider trading regarding Enron. Oh, yeah. It's all gone now, mm-hmm. right? Except for what some of these guys were able to, were able to, uh, to gather. I mean, they, there's still information about that, but... And probably in one of Biden's garages somewhere. A bunch of stuff. Yeah. Or one of his <laughs> cars. Uh, a bunch of stuff just disappeared. So, so who, who did it? Um, I, I, th- I suspect that... Bush either there are two theories regarding former president George W. Bush. One theory is 
that he was in on it from the beginning. He knew it was going to happen because his brother was in on it because his brother ran the you mm-hmm. know, Securicom, the security agency supposing who was there to protect those towers. Um, didn't obviously do a very good job. Uh, and then there's another theory that he didn't know about it until it happened, but that it was a warning to him by the people who did do it that we can do this, we can do more, and you're gonna you're gonna now sing our song. You're gonna you're gonna say the things on television that we want you to say, or you're next. So some people think that he was under threat. Other people think that he was complicit. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the man. I've never talked with him. I'd love to sit down and, and ask him a bunch of questions about that. But we know that he lied about when he heard it, how he heard it, what he knew, all mm-hmm. that stuff. We know, we know that because that's on tape, right? And we've seen it. Just a couple of personal points. There was some footage, and I thought about trying to send it to uh, to Dale so that we could put it up tonight. Um there were a couple of cameras that caught one side of the one, I, don't, I think it was the South Tower, where there was literally molten steel pouring out of the side of the tower. I mean, you see this shower of molten steel. It looks like a bunch of sparks pouring out, pouring out uh, before, the, before, the, before the demolition. And, um, and it's clearly molten steel. It's clearly molten steel. Um, we've already established that the, the kerosene, the jet fuel, mm-hmm. doesn't get hot enough to melt steel. Even if you put it through a, I mean, if you put it through a blowtorch and, and hold it on a piece of steel long enough, you can make that steel red. You can get it red hot. Sure. But you can't turn it to liquid. Yeah. Okay. It takes higher temperatures than right, that. Right. Something like 2,300 degrees, something like that. But there's this molten steel pouring out of the side of this building. When the collapse happened, one thing that I remember... Okay, so, so, so backing up, we talked about the thermite and the nanothermite, mm-hmm. which is used to cut through steel. Mm-hmm. The nanothermite, which can only be made in a weapons-grade laboratory, they found um, great quantities of that in the rubble of 9-11. Okay? So somebody was cutting the beams inside those buildings in order to make them collapse. Somebody had set that up. It clearly was not Al-Qaeda. They don't have access to mm-hmm. that building. It was someone that had access to the building, and they set up the, the explosive charges and then the wiring to, to, to detonate the charges. But the point is, the amount of steel in those buildings, 47 different steel beams inside the core of the building, and then the exterior uh, beams as well, holding that thing up, <clears throat> that's a lot of steel. I mean, that's a lot of steel that has to be melted in order to bring the buildings down. That melted molten steel has to go somewhere. You right. agree? Yep, yep. <clears throat> um, I've never seen a, an estimate of how many tons or pounds of molten steel there would be as a result of that as the building comes down. But it's all going to go somewhere. And since the building came straight down, all the molten steel is going to also go straight down, yes? Right. One of the things, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember this and, and being really puzzled about it way, way back in 2001, the firefighters were saying... <clears throat> We can't get to this one place. We want to go in and we want to do removal of stuff. We want to check for bodies and all that. But we can't access this place because the basement is like an inferno. It's like looking down to the pit of hell. There's this hole and there's this like, it's like molten steel down there. And, it's, and, and it, was, it was hot for days afterwards. 
molten steel in the basement of the World Trade Center Tower. Where did that come from? I remember thinking at the time, how would they get molten steel in the basement of the towers? Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I've got relatives who live in New York. Uh, they're very, very liberal. And uh, they were actually living there on 9-11, when 9-11 happened. And I was asking one of them, so what was it like? What, what do you remember from that event? <clears throat> she said, I'll never forget the smell. The smell was there for weeks. Yeah. I said, what, what did it smell like? Okay, now let's keep in mind, this building collapsed. It didn't smell like baked goods, did it? No. <laughs> but you're close. <laughs> no. They said, she said, <clears throat> it smelled like burning metal. Hmm. That kind of goes along with the firefighters' sure. uh, report that there was all this molten steel in the basement of the towers, which kind of goes along with the idea that cutters were used, thermite and nanothermite were used to cut big, th- th- these huge steel beams. 47 of them over and over and over again throughout the entire mm-hmm. building so the building would collapse down into its own footprint, which is exactly what it did. So the evidence that the building was brought down through explosives is, um, is mo- it's monumental. Right, right. <clears throat> who, who was behind it? I, I think that a report, it, that's why we need an investigation. That's why these guys are calling for a complete investigation of 9-11. And, um, and then I think we could get some answers. But uh, right now, all we know is that people on the inside had to be part of it. They had to be part of it. We just don't know who Starting they are. Starting to uh, agree with you now. Uh, we got to take a little break here before we get back to the last quarter of the show. <laughs> you walk in the north backside door of the Grand Cities Mall here, you're going to smell it, especially Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, we're talking about over heaven's cakes. I tell you what, uh, best cakes, best cupcakes. It doesn't matter if you've got a special occasion, maybe a wedding, a graduation, a birthday party, or maybe you just want something sweet. They make incredible specialty items by order, or you can walk in to find out more. You might as well get some lunch if you're going to go in there. Homemade lunch and soup with keto, gluten-free, vegan, and diabetic options. If you own a business, check out their monthly employee discounts. Chance for you to treat your hard working employees to something, all right? North backside of the Grand Cities Mall open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays 9 to noon. Call them up, 701-757-CAKE or you can go to overheavenscakes at yahoo.com and if you are looking for a cake job, Over Heaven's Cakes is hiring, all right? Hey, be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Over Heaven's Cakes right here in the Grand Cities Mall. Wars and rumors of wars. The Great Reset is back here at a Tuesday at the studios of Grand Fork's Best Source, David Waterman, with the Midwest Public Health Coalition in the studio, along with Paul, the producer. Um, okay, we've been talking, okay. Yeah, John, let me just say, I, I want to thank you for something that you said last week. Okay. <clears throat> and I thought, I'd actually like to, I mean, I, they're not referenced, so it would, it, would take, it would take hours and hours to actually put a clip like this together. But I was thinking... As I left the studio last week, I'd love to have someone put together a bunch of clips of John responding, uh, saying, you said, you said, last week you said something that you said before, which was, you know, when he first started talking about these, the 9-11 mm-hmm. thing, the World Trade Center, I, I thought you were nuts. But now uh, it's looking like maybe this is starting to make sense. Yeah, right? yeah. I thought... That's like, it felt like it was deja vu all over again. It's like your whole history with us, David. that's right. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, no matter so, what you say, no. <laughs> and then later, it's hey. A couple weeks later, it's like I start looking into it, and then a couple weeks later, it's like son of a bitch, he's right. This is. Uh, <laughs> So see, that's what happens when right. you pursue truth. Sure, you sure. pursue truth, you find it. Yes. If you're willing to set aside your preconceived notions of anything and actually look for truth, you will find it. Right, right. And and that's our primary goal here at the Great Reset is to encourage people to pursue truth, no matter what the area is, mm-hmm. whether it's science, religion, government, uh, uh, medicine, whatever it is, pursue truth because it is out there and it can be found. Sure. If you really want to know. All right. So. Uh, so wars and rumors of wars. Here's uh, the, the current issue, and I, I love this newspaper, mm-hmm. the Epic Times. This is the current issue of the Epic Times. Is it Epic or Epoch? I keep hearing Epoch. People don't, yeah. Well, it's spelled. That's a mispronunciation. I, I don't know if that's a second pronunciation. Dale could look that up. Uh, but, uh, but, it's, but Epoch is the, is the standard, I believe, preferred pronunciation. Epoch. Puck, as in puck, as in a hockey puck. Yep. Um, but, but it's not a word that we say very often. So I think it's easy for people to say epoch. My, my brother says that I've heard people at the Epic times. See, because I would would think Epic is, that would be E P I C. But but, but Epic is a different word from epoch. Uh Right. So epoch, epoch. Dale's got it. I'm going to play the voice pronunciation off of uh, Google if we want to get some volume on the. Oh, beautiful. I can play how. Let's. Yeah, I got her here too. Go ahead. Epoch. Epic. Epic. Yep. <laughs> okay. Epic. There we go. Thank, thank you, uh, Google lady. Thank you, Google lady. Epic. So it's epic. <laughs> so, so from now on, David, epic. you got to go, okay, today here in the epic times. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I found something out uh, kind of interesting, too. I, I have a, one of those Google homes, kind of mm. like an Alexa. Apparently, I can change it into a male voice. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna see if I can get in like a British accent. Oh, that's what my wife yeah. has it's, when we're when we're looking uh, t- for directions and stuff. She's just, Take a left, and it, it, it's all yeah, like some right. British bloke. You know, <laughs> right. it's like, come on, man. So, uh, so Gesundheit. So, uh, so there's some significant things in the news. By the way, do you all remember this? Here's a little blast from the past. Look at that. The circles. You can't see it. These are people's inside circles. At Dolores Park in San Francisco, May 22nd, 2020, people gathered inside the circles in the grass in compliance with the COVID, you know, regulations. <laughs> Outside. So, people are so stupid. It just blows my mind. Uh, so, uh, yeah. The, and Jeffrey Tucker wrote this article, and he wrote, the, the lockdowns did not improve health outcomes. They did devastate economic outcomes. Um, here's the, the really interesting thing. Uh, there's, there's, there's so much in the news. We can cover it all in 15 minutes. No problem. Uh, Russia suspends participation in nuclear weapons treaty with the U.S. Hear about that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they would have done that if President <laughs> Trump was still in the White House, wouldn't they? <laughs> Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, South African farmers say power blackouts are destroying food production. Wow. You know, here on The Great Reset, over a year ago, uh, I said, what's the fastest, easiest, cheapest way to kill a whole bunch of people? Starve take, them. Take their food away. Yep. And by golly, that's uh, exactly what's happening around the world, isn't it? Uh, Herman Dupreez is in um, South Africa, and he grows chickens. I think the New York Times finally came out and said, can we all just admit that masks don't do anything? 
They did. did. They finally admitted it. The New York Times did. Really? For how liberal of a newspaper rag that is. Yes, that they did. That is quite remarkable. Mm-hmm. That is, that, that's something. So here's what's happening uh, in South Africa. Uh, here's the gentleman right there. And um, he's, uh, he's... Now, we know that's not an East Grand Forks. No, no. This okay. Is, okay. This I can't is, have chicken coops no, in East Grand. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is in Frangipani uh, Bordery Farm inside a barn near Lichtenburg, South Africa. Okay. This picture was taken January 23rd. And what he basically says is that because the government of South Africa is producing these rolling blackouts mm-hmm. where they just shut off power, that he, his, his ventilation system goes down. His cooling system goes down. And his chickens and they, die. And his chickens die. Sure. And they die really fast. He says, without reliable electricity to run, cooling, irrigation, and pumping systems, large farming operations are dying. It's not just his. Right. It's just that the Epic Times decided to, to, do, a, uh, to do the story in him. So um, just so that I can get this right, uh, let's see. The number of chickens... The number of chickens that he's losing every day. Hold on. Uh, yeah, he says, I can't go on like this. Um, he says, I've had enough. Fourth generation farmer in South Africa's arid northwest province. Uh, exudes strength, although his eyes are red and watery from fatigue and stress. I can't go on like this, he told the Epic Times. I'm losing thousands of birds every day. Wow. Thousands <clears throat> every day. Uh, they're they're suffocating and dying. Has this dude ever heard of a generator? Of heat stroke, because no electricity because no electricity means I can't pump oxygen and cool air into my sheds. No, these are massive. Dupree's run some equipment using solar energy and diesel generators, but they're not powerful enough to drive the massive aeration systems that he needs to keep almost a million birds alive every day. Yeah. During the heat of the South African summer. Sure. A few weeks ago, when he didn't have electricity for two days, he lost... He didn't have electricity for two days. He lost 50,000 chickens. Wow. 50,000 wow. chickens. He's now suing the country's... Uh, the county's state-controlled energy co- corporation, ESCOM, for 2 million rands, which is about $115,000 for lost income. They actually owe me much more than that, DePriest said. When the electricity comes back on suddenly... It causes surges that blow my pumps and motors. This government is stuffing up everything my family's been building since the 1930s. That means that they're messing it up. Uh, so w- the question is, why? Why are they doing this? So there's uh, two other things that I saw. Uh, I haven't looked into it too much. but So supposedly there's, in California, this huge like um, bunker that they keep taking all these uh, semi-trucks to. And, I mean, the thing is just massive. Um, and, yeah, the, so they're apparently they're parking all these trailers from semis in there, and the guys don't know what it's for. And then also like uh, in California, they saw one that there are all these trains that are just mo- like multi-car uh, trains, and they're just stopping them in, like, farm fields, and they're just sitting there. It's really where, weird stuff. Where did you see? The, did you see this? I mean, did they? Yeah, show well, I, I've seen some videos, like oh, okay. just online of it. But, huh. 
Yeah, yeah. And all these people are just like, what is, like, these truckers are like, what is going on with this bunker? And these people are, that I have all this farmland are like, what is going on with these trains that are stopping out here? So, so as we said a week or two ago, our country is at war right now. And the problem is that the people that are conducting the warfare against the American people are in the government and in big tech corporations. They're here. They're technically Americans, but they're actually traitors and turncoats. And they are going to destroy our country if we don't recognize what they're doing and find a way to stop them. Well, yeah. I mean, you could almost look at it like that we're already under attack. We are under attack. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you got all these food plants that are just all of a sudden going up in flames or planes are hitting them. I mean, you got that, you know, train in Ohio that is a nuclear waste plant i mean even during covid we had that big bottleneck of all the ships that couldn't get into yes, port yep. right and you know so and now now not allowing chickens at east grand forks i mean what the heck no. right so so again. so what's so so here's what here's what people don't here's what people really don't understand is that the if if we disrupt because there's a there's a because there's a the fire drill? Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, because there is, so we've got new new lamps now for the. Okay, that's good. Uh, because there's a there's a supply chain, but there's also a, a, a kind of a, a delay in the process, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so destroying these food factories and food plants, there's going to be some immediate effect that are felt by certain restaurants, uh, grocery stores, things like that. But I think that they're doing it in such a way that by the time the average American figures out what's going on, it's going to be too late to reverse it. Right, right. The the deficits are going to be there. That food just isn't there. And worse than that, the ability to produce the food isn't going to be there. Um, he, this, this gentleman in South Africa says that the damage that they're doing to his chicken operation right now is going to take years to recover from sure it will take him years yeah. it's not like you can just go out and buy new chickens you have to they have to grow yep. right that, and that takes time just like crops just like uh, all the pretty much all the food that we eat is grown somewhere yeah it has to grow mm-hmm. because we don't eat chemicals right d- d- despite what the who might want us to be doing so um so on top of that we've got this headline check this out World Health Organization, U.S. negotiates deal to give WHO authority over pandemic policies. Let me read that again. The U.S., that's the Biden administration, negotiates a deal to give WHO authority over pandemic policies. Do you know what that means? That means that the next time they declare a pandemic, and now the the WHO can Mm -hmm. do that, here, it says right here, new international health accord subjects nations to who treatments, mandates, supply chains, and surveillance. That's what it is. The Biden administration is preparing to sign the United States to legally bi- a legally binding accord with the World Health Organization that would give the Geneva-based health, uh, United Nations Health Agency the authority to dictate American, America's policies during a pandemic. That means if they say, hey, you're going to get a jab, you can't appeal to some, right. you know, no, that's against my, no, 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 this is a WHO thing, and we've entered into a treaty with them, and, and you've got to do whatever they tell you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, so for all the people that thought that 
MPHC is spouting conspiracy theories by saying that this is an international thing that they want to take over and that they're going to control us and take over our country through the healthcare system or the medical system. Mm-hmm. Uh, here it is, folks. Yeah. We've been saying it for three years, and now it's on the front page of the Epic Times. Um, so what can we do about it? That's the question. Well, there is something we can do. We can keep on electing really, really sharp Godly, God-fearing men and women to our legislature like, uh, like Jeff Hoverson and Jeff Magrum. Uh, they introduced a bill to the Senate, uh, to, rather to the House, uh, it was HB 1111. And it basically said that no international body can dictate health or medical policies here in North Dakota. You follow me? That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. <clears throat> yes. So they introduced that bill, and it passed the House. I believe the number was 78 to 15, which is a pretty big number. Yeah, it is. 78 to 15. This, this, this rides on the Tenth Amendment clause of the Constitution, mm-hmm. the Tenth Amendment, which says that, that any authority or power not reserved to the federal government or prevented... Or, or restricted from the states, belongs to the states and the people, respectively. And so they're saying, hey, the Constitution doesn't give the federal government the authority to impose medical, uh, uh, medical dictates on, on, on the people of this country. Mm-hmm. Therefore, that power rests with the state. And the state has said, no, if you enter into any kind of agreement, it doesn't have any effect on the people of North Dakota. Can you imagine how many people are going to be moving here uh, once it passes the Senate? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, that's assuming that Governor... If he's still governor. Well, he is. I mean, right now. Yeah, right yeah. now. Burgum is governor mm-hmm. right now. So it's got to pass. It's passing this legislative mm-hmm. session. So I think that it's going to... I think it's going to pass the Senate with flying colors. Right, right. And then it's going to be up to Burgum. And so we'll see where Burgum's... Loyalties lie. The big test. It's going to be a big test for him. Yes. Yeah, if he tries to veto that, it may be veto-proof. They may have enough votes either way that he won't be able to veto it anyway. But uh, so now that I've mentioned that, I've mentioned before ndcan.org on this show. I I just want to say again, ndcan.org, that's Amber Vibeto's organization in uh, in, uh, Minto, uh, along with Sandy Sanford, there were... Fantastic! I mean, phenomenal job. If you want to know the key bills that matter about what we're about our our health freedom and our freedoms as North Dakota citizens, go to ndcan.org. If you want to find out what's happening in the transgender business in the uh, public schools, go to ndcan.org. If you want to find out what they're what kind of race based garbage they're pushing in the in the public schools and what the state legislature state legislature is doing about it, you go to ndcan.org. I, there's no better resource. In the, in the state or the nation to find out what's happening in the North Dakota State Legislature than ndcan.org. So I just want to give them a little shout-out, a plug, and a, and a, uh, a hurrah uh, from MPHC. There we go. So, so, thank you. So the title of today's show is Wars and Rumors of Wars. And where does that come from? So we have Russia suspending the participation in the nuclear treaty. Uh, South African farmers saying power and blackouts destroying food production. We've already seen the, the destruction of food uh, sources throughout the, over the last year, year and a half. <clears throat> so, so there's 
You know, it's interesting. Some people think, you know, that the, you know what the best-selling book in the world is? The best-selling book in the world? Harry Potter. The Bible. <laughs> Wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say where the red fern grows, but I know it's not it. <laughs> no, yeah, it is the Bible. Do you know what the, the least-read best-selling book is? The Bible. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Harry so Potter. Be, yeah. Paul. <laughs> Paul. Yeah, you, you think Harry Potter's a long book. Yeah. So so people buy it, but they but they for some reason they don't read it. And you know what? Sitting on the shelf doesn't do any good. Mm. It's not a magic talisman. It doesn't it doesn't earn you favor with God if you have a Bible sitting on your shelf and you don't read it. You gotta read it. You know, I hate to say this. Um I read it three times. From cover to cover. The whole th- did you yeah, really? Yeah. Uh Back in the day when you're laid up from a bad accident and you don't have cable TV, you got to find something to read. Yes. And so I decided to read it, and I liked it so much. I didn't understand it as much as I wanted to. I read it two more times. So, yeah, wow. I did read it. That's great. But That's it was in the time. 80s, and I pretty much forgot everything because it was the well, 80s. So. 80s was not good to you. No. Uh, so, so, John, can I just ask what – because there are different, different versions, mm-hmm. right, different translations – of the scriptures, and one of the most common ones is the King James Version. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are others, you know, today it's like ESV, that's the English Standard Version, the NIV, New International Version, NASB, that's the New American Standard Bible. Do you do you remember what version of the Bible that you read? No, this would have been back in the late 80s. Late so, 80s, so you yeah. don't remember. Yeah, that's okay. It wasn't Bible for Dummies? So I, <laughs> might have been. <laughs> it might have been. I, so I know that's how I got through high school. It's important... <laughs> It's good to have a, a, a translation that's in modern English. Right, you know, right. The, the King James Version is very popular, and one of the reasons it is popular, by the way, is because there's no copyright on it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can read the King James Version from cover to cover on any broadcast. You can publish it yourself and sell it. You can do, there's no copyright on the King James Version. Um, you know, it's pr- printed initially in the 1600s. Uh, <clears throat> but, but all the other modern versions are copywritten by the publishers, and so that, that poses a bit of a problem. One of my favorite, uh, in fact, I will tell you, my favorite version of the, of the Bible is the New American Standard Bible. Okay. Uh, because it is, a, it is a, literal, it's a literal translation. There are two ways of translating Scripture. A literal or word-for-word word is the primary way. And then, and then, they, then the, other, the other method is, is called a, a functional equivalence or a dynamic translation, a di- where they try to, rather than try to go word for word, they try to translate it thought for thought. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, if there's an idiomatic expression back 2,000 years ago that everybody understood that today wouldn't make any sense in our current culture, they would, rather than translate word for word, they would translate the idea. So, for example, uh, a stitch in time saves nine. You've heard that. Yep. What, what, what does that mean? No idea. <clears throat> okay. If you've got an article of clothing and, um, and it starts to tear, right? Let's say this, this pocket starts tearing here, and I, I can grab a needle and thread, mm-hmm. or my wife can grab a needle and thread, and she can turn over and just put a little stitch yep. in there real quick, right? Boom, put it back in. Now, when I go to put my pen in my pocket, it's not going to keep ripping. Sure. If I don't take the time to just put a stitch in there real quick, mm-hmm. every time I do this... It's going to pull out more and more and more until a couple of weeks down the road, one stitch isn't going to do it. I have to put nine stitches in there to repair that. That's where the expression comes from, a stitch in time saves nine. Mm -hmm. But see, today, people don't sew their own clothing anymore, right? So 
that phrase, the stitch in time saves nine, and it's not going to communicate at all 20 years from now. So rather than writing, if that was in the Bible, which it isn't, rather than writing a stitch in time saves nine, a dynamic translation would be more like, you should fix a problem when you first notice it until way, instead of waiting until it gets worse, okay? That's the same concept, right? I'll give you a a real-life example of a a biblical translation that I heard directly from a Bible translator who was working in another country. Uh, He said that the part of the world that he was living in, uh, nobody knocks on the door except thieves. If you're a thief, you show up, you knock on the door to find out if anybody's home, and if no one answers, you go in and steal their stuff. But if you're a friend... You'd go to the, like, if you go to Paul's house, you'd go, you'd stand outside the door and say, hey, Paul, Paul, are you home? Are you in there? And Paul would say, yeah, John, come on in. Okay, that's how that works in that country. That's just, that's their culture. <clears throat> There's a passage in Revelation where Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door, I'll come in and dine with him. Okay, but in that culture, the only people that knock on a door are thieves and yeah. criminals. So they're, now they're, they're at this impasse where how do we, we don't want Jesus to look like he's a thief. And if we translate it word for word, that's how it's going to come across. So how do we translate this passage of scripture? It was a real, he said it was a real dilemma for them. <clears throat> what they finally did was they decided that the meaning of Jesus' statement, behold, I stand at the door and knock, was more important than the actual words that he used. And so they translated that section of scripture, behold, I stand at your door and call out to you, okay? Which preserves the meaning, even though it's not a literal translation. Make sense? Yeah, sure. All right. And uh, by the way, according to the Guinness World Records, as of 1995, the Bible is the best-selling book of all time with an estimated 5 billion copies sold and distributed. And if you compare that, the first Harry Potter book is number six best-selling book of all time. So it's got a ways to go. But there's Very still good. hope. There's still hope. Um, Wait, still hope for what? Yeah, For Harry Potter? Yeah, what? It could. No, no, know. we don't oh, want Harry Potter. Oh, are you kidding me? What are the five well, before it? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably the Guinness Book of World Records. I'm guessing. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, I'm guessing where the red fern grows is probably one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. And when you were saying uh, stitch to save nine, the only thing I recall with nine is, uh, you know how the whole, the, the, the phrase, the whole nine yards started? Oh, yeah. Uh, it was no, bullets no. in airplanes. Uh, and I can't remember which war, probably World War II, but it'd be a string of bullets that they would load in for the machine guns in the airplanes was 28 feet worth on a clip. And so they would call that, give them the whole nine yards. Ah, I always thought it was a golf thing. That's no, uh, no. It's at least that's what I read. No, I I, I think I've heard that myself. So, uh, so we know that there was just this massive earthquake in Turkey, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, people for since Jesus ascended back into heaven, people have been asking the question: When is he going to return? Right? When is he coming back? Uh, That's that's a valid question because Christians are all anxiously waiting for his return. Non-Christians are saying, I hope it's not today. (laughs) Uh, And a lot of other people are just clueless. But he gave some indication of when he was going to return. And a lot of people around the Christians around the world think that we're right now heading into the end times because for the first time ever, we have an opportunity to create a world, one world government, a one world religion, a one world economic system, which is what the Bible talks about in Revelation. <clears throat> well, I, actually, world. it's kind of funny you bring that up because I was watching Ben Shapiro and he talked about 
it was last time that you saw something like this, I think was in like 95 or 96, but they're um, these huge groups of people going to pray. So mm. they're, they're, I mean, we're, t- we're talking like 50,000 people from all over the country and they're going into these churches and they're praying for like five, six days straight. Wow. And they, yeah, they can't get them out of there. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, that's a good thing. I mean, it's good to pray. And, and I, I would just want to say this right off the bat. I don't know when Jesus is coming back. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> in fact, when his disciples asked him, he said that he didn't know. He said only the Father knows. That's, he said that's, that's, his, that's his deal. He'll mm-hmm. reveal at the time. Sure. But Jesus did give us some indications of when it would be. <clears throat> you, mentioned, you mentioned Turkey and yes. Jesus. That was Virgin Mary's very last known residence was in Turkey, up on a mountain. Uh, I actually went and visited the place. Really? Pretty neat. Pretty neat. Yeah. So where where in Turkey was that? I can't remember the name of it. It um, I could probably Google it, but uh, it's weird name. Let's see here. I know that she was. Uh, it was in Mount Caressos, and that's uh, that's in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It doesn't really they, say much. They all find it. I believe yeah. she was actually buried in Jerusalem, but uh, I'll have to she might check have been. On that. Yeah, uh, I just I, said I, this I, was her last place of last known address. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Turkey was um, at one point. I mean, back in biblical times, that it became it was a hotbed of Christianity. I mean, Turkey was one of the biggest centers of Christianity in the known world, which is very interesting because today. It's illegal to be a Christian in Turkey. I mean, evangelism is illegal in Turkey. I've got a friend who <clears throat> is a, a missionary to Turkey, and he said that it takes years and years just getting to know someone well enough that you can start talking a little bit about Jesus with them. But first, you've got to make sure that they're not going to turn you over to the police because if you're an American, they'll either kick you out or throw you in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so it's very, very difficult, very anti-Christian, uh, one of the most anti-Christian parts of the world right now, which started out as a hotbed of the faith. So here's something that Jesus said, because the, the disciples, he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, and the disciples came to him privately saying, um, okay, I'll start, start at the top. Jesus came out from the temple and was going away, and his disciples, when his disciples came up to point out the buildings, the temple buildings to him, and he answered and said to them, Do you not see all these things? Truly, I say to you, not one stone here shall be left upon another, which will not be torn down. Okay, so he's now, he's talking about what's going to happen in 70 AD, which is the destruction mm-hmm. of the temple. The Romans uh, basically pushed all the Jewish men <clears throat> that they could find into the temple, uh, barred, locked the doors, and burned it to the ground. And he was sitting on the Mount uh, of Olives, and the disciples came to him privately, saying, tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? They want to know, right? Even when Jesus was alive, they want to know, when are you coming back? And Jesus answered and said to them, see to it that no one misleads you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and will mislead many. So lots of false Christs are going to come. And now, just keep in mind today's headlines... And you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not frightened, 
For those things must take place, but that's not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and in various places there will be famines and earthquakes. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and will kill you, and you'll be hated by all nations on account of my name. At that time, many will fall away and will deliver up one another and hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. They'll mislead many because they're going to be doing stuff and saying stuff that is believable mm. to people. And because, of, because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end, he shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to the whole world for a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. And then he goes on to give some more uh, description about what's going to happen. Um, <clears throat> that's, that sounds an awful lot like what's happening today, doesn't it? It does. Wars yeah. and rumors of wars, earthquakes, famines in various places. There's another passage of scripture that talks about the, the waves being stirred up, the roaring of the waves, and men literally fainting from fear. And a lot of that description sounds to me, when I was reading that about the waves, it sounds a lot like what happens during a tsunami, right? Yeah. We've experienced those. Uh, the mm-hmm. book that I'm reading right now, um, uh, Dark Winter... Um, I thought you were going to say Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, is he... He's, <laughs> you, should, he you, is read, you, should read, you should read Harry Potter. It's pretty good. That, <laughs> What's her name? What's the name of the woman that wrote that? What was her name? J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, Rowling yeah. yeah. She, how much is she paying you? You're, you're a great... Okay. Not enough. She's, she's like a multi-billionaire she's, she's now. She is a multi... Yeah, I think she is. Yeah, for sure. Um, these things are happening today in ways that we didn't see... I mean, never saw throughout my life. I mean, there always have been wars. There have always been rumors of wars. But to have wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, famines in various places all at the same time, the weather acting really weird. Has anyone noticed the weather acting really weird lately? Oh, it's global warming. Yeah. So so the book Dark Winter describes how we're moving into a 20 to 30-year cooling cycle because the... The Earth, the, the the sun's solar activity, the surface of the sun is cooling down. It's kind of it's going into a phase, a cycle, which it's been doing well, for I, since God no, made I, it. I saw something that was interesting, and it said um, that uh, forget like the carbon emissions. The reason that we got global warming is because of the the chemtrails that they're making, and so because and they're clouding up the sky. Well, that that the idea behind that is to block solar radiation to actually cool the earth. But the truth of the matter is that we're going into a cooling period already that's going to last 20 to 30 years. And what we need to be doing right now if we want to preserve life on this planet is doing everything that we can to increase food production and food supply because there will be places on the earth once the earth drops by just a few degrees, there will be places on this earth that right now can produce food that after that temperature drop won't be able to produce food anymore. The growing season will just be too short. They can barely make food right now. <clears throat> What's that going to cost when that happens? Natural Massive famines. death. Massive yeah. death and natural mm-hmm. famines. But not only is that coming because of the activity of the sun, the sun's cooling, but we've got these guys bombing food 
processing mm. factories, shutting off the power to people that are growing, that are raising chickens, telling the farmers up in Holland they can't use nitrogen anymore, uh, stopping dairy production. I mean, this is a global attempt to, to starve people to death on a massive scale. And, and people better start recognizing that that's happening because once it's too late, it's too late. And, and people remember now in the history of the Great Reset, you heard me at the beginning of the show saying, we told you so. Yeah. So this is something you might want to be thinking about here in another six months or a year when we possibly come back and say we told you so. Patriot Supply stuff is expensive, man. It is. <laughs> but we, but um, we've got to be looking at the people that are, that, are, that are foisting this nonsense on us and boot them out. We've yep. got to hold people accountable for going along with the globalist World Economic Forum plan to destroy the planet. Sure. Uh, by the way, uh, the Virgin Mary's last house or last residence is uh, at the top of a small mountain, Mount Caressos, what I said. Uh, it's just outside the ancient city of Ephesus. So, um, yeah, I was there in October. Pretty cool. Um, we got to wrap it up, boys. Gentlemen. Yes, sir. Um, uh, David, always great having you in. Um, Thank you, John. It's great to I be here. I was bound and determined you were not going to change my mind in this uh, 9-11 thing, but... Uh, <laughs> By golly, you have been. And uh, thank you. You have been changing my mind. My and uh, thanks to Paul, the producer, for coming in, too. And uh, also, thank you to Life Vantage for bringing you the Great Reset today. Hey, if you take collagen, uh, maybe you've heard about this one-of-a-kind collagen. It not only replenishes your body, but it also helps your body create its own collagen. And it does this by using natural products, and then it maintains it. If you want to find out more about this amazing product, contact Stephanie Krenelka and Life Vantage. For more information, you can check out stephk.lifevantage.com or text 701-230-9306 or email skbesthealth at gmail.com or you can click on the link on gfbestsource.com it'll go directly to Life Vantage biohack your life with Life Vantage uh, let's see tomorrow hopefully we're going to be talking with Victor Meza with Special Olympics North Dakota about the upcoming polar plunge and more Victor was supposed to be on the show yesterday. He's got a little flu bug going on, so hopefully we'll be able to talk to him tomorrow. Hey, have yourself a great day, everybody. Uh, we'll catch you in the morning. Remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. You'll never miss a show that way. It's pretty cool. Hey, Grand Cities is a great place, isn't it? Grand Fork's best source is giving it an identity again.